What is up, you guys? You are tuning in to the Health Without Limits podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Prestano, a personal trainer, nutrition coach, teacher, wife, dog mom to two, and mommy to be. Wow, that's weird to say. After too many years of playing it cool and trying to live up to society's standards, I decided it was time to share my voice. I hope that this is a place you will come to share your journey and to feel supported on your way. We'll talk all things health, fitness, nutrition, motherhood, and just some good old girl chat. Thanks for coming along. Let's get going. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Health Without Limits podcast. Not gonna lie, I am coming at you from the couch again. So if you listened last week, you know that I found a nice little setup on the couch. Usually I podcast up in the office with the door closed, but I'm all about comfort these days. I got a little lap desk. I got my laptop hooked up. The dogs are snuggling with me and I'm not moving. So here we are from the couch. Um, Honestly, guys, I'm going to toot my own horn for a second and say I am proud of myself for recording right now. I had it on my to-do list to do today and I almost didn't do it. I'll tell you why in just a minute. Um, But I'm doing it. So go me. Um, So to backtrack a little bit, let me just tell you what went down today when I got home. So it's been snowing, you know, a lot these days and driveway was all slippery and nasty when I got home because it had picked up weather-wise when Keith had already left for the gym. So I knew that I wanted to get some shoveling done. I always try to get a walk-in for Wrigley so that he's not a nut job. Okay, fine. So I'm like unloading my bags. Wrigley rings his bell that he needs to go outside. So I let him out. And thankfully, I kind of watched him for a minute because he ran to like the far back corner of our backyard where there had been a little bit of a hole in the fence before. So like our fence um, has, I don't know, like chicken wire, I guess you could say, that goes in the underneath part. So we've kind of wrapped that around so that our dogs can't get out because they're little. But Wrigley always finds the smallest holes. So he had found one last week in this spot. Keith caught him and the fence was fixed over the weekend. We thought we were all good. So anyways, he runs back to this spot again. He's sniffing all around and I'm watching him but thinking like, this is, you know, no big deal. It's going to be fine because... He's not finding a hole, right? Okay, well, he did find a hole. And he got through to the other side, which is like wide open spaces. Like he could go anywhere because nobody is fenced in back there. But Keith and I always say like if Wrigley was to ever try to run away, he wouldn't know what to do because he doesn't actually want to run away from us. And that's exactly what happened. He got to the other side of the fence and he literally just looked back at me like, Mom, what do I what do I do up here? So, I, you know, I throw on sneakers. They happen to be Keith's sneakers because they're the closest to the door. And I go trudging up the hill to him. And he, I'm trying to like pull him back through the way he went out. But this hole is so small. I don't even know how he fit through it. Like, I would have cut him up if I pulled him back through that way. So I proceed to climb the fence to get him, and we just need to get a visual of this in in our heads. I've got Keith's, like, big sneakers on. Wrigley's just staring at me, shivering on the other side. It's like, you know, all this this snow. Seven-month pregnant lady is, like, belly first climbing over the fence, and yes, I know that this is not safe. I get it, but what would you do? 
So I get to the other side, I get rigs, I gotta like throw him over the fence, and then I start to throw myself back over the fence. One of Keith's shoes falls off on the other side, so I have to climb the fence again. At this point, I'm like in my socks in the snow. Oh my god, it was just a disaster. So, needless to say, Wrigley's back, and honestly, like, as much as I wanted to get mad at him, I couldn't really get that mad because he didn't actually run away, and, like, he realized <laughs> as soon as he got out to the other side, he didn't mean to do it, so it's fine. We're all good here, and baby girl is kicking like crazy tonight, so clearly she's doing fine. She enjoyed, you know, the adventure with her brother that is just bound to happen when you live with Wrigley, so... That happened, and then I went out and shoveled our driveway, got rigs out for a walk, and here we are podcasting. So now you understand why I'm tooting my own horn and just spent the first five minutes congratulating myself for recording a podcast. But today's episode, um, I wanted to talk a little bit on dieting trends. So last week we did some checking in, seeing how you're doing with your New Year's intentions. If you didn't listen to that episode yet, I would recommend going back and listening. It's really, it's a quick um, little episode, but it's just helping you guys through having that honest reflection and honest conversation with yourself about, am I holding up my end of the bargain and doing what I intended to do this year? Am I doing the things that are going to get me one step closer? Or did I kind of put it on the back burner? And I actually talk you guys through a reflection of my own intention. So total vulnerability there, but highly recommend just going back, giving it a quick listen before you listen to today's episode. And like I said, today we're going to be talking about dieting trends. This is something that if you follow me, I really, really struggle with. I struggle with labels. I struggle with food rules. Um, I'm not a huge fan spoiler alert, I guess, (laughs) I'm not a huge fan because I don't find them sustainable. But I did want to talk on some of the dieting trends that have really come to the forefront recently and that we hear about a lot through social media and news outlets and even just word of mouth with our friends. This isn't to say that these are the only um, diets out there right now. They're just the ones that are catching my attention and catching a lot of other people's attention. So I'm going to be talking about the keto diet, I'm going to be talking about plant-based, and I'm going to be talking about intermittent fasting. And I'll break down kind of what each of those things are if you are not familiar. So first one, keto diet. And I'm going to bet that you have heard of it before, or you've seen things in the grocery store before that are labeled as keto-friendly, or your coworker is telling you that they're on the keto diet. I'm sure that one of those things has happened to you. So what is the keto diet? Keto diet is basically a low carb, high fat diet. The point is to put your body into ketosis. So that's a metabolic state where your body is using fat for fuel instead of using carbs for fuel. So typically the keto diet kind of prides itself on um, lowering the risk of some diseases like diabetes and weight loss. Weight loss is something that commonly happens with this diet, and I will come back to that in a little bit. Um, My complaints when it comes to this diet, I have a few, but the first thing I'm going to, how do I want to say this? 
To backtrack, I guess, a little bit, with all three of these diets, I think that they have gotten a reputation and that a lot of times people enter these diets kind of misinformed because they are trendy. And, you know, oh, I'm doing the keto diet too. And then you ask, well, what is the keto diet? And, and somebody can't really explain it to you. And I'm not making fun of that by any means. I'm more saying these things become so popular that it kind of gets lost in translation of what is this diet truly? Why am I doing it? Why did I pick it for myself? Um, and how do I live by it? I think a lot of those things get lost in translation and we just kind of go along with what other people are doing. We see and hear other people saying that they're getting results, so we do it too. So bringing that back to the keto diet, I've had that happen a lot with clients where they'll tell me that they're doing the keto diet or that they have done the keto diet before. And then when I ask, you know, well, why did you choose that diet? There's not ever really a set in stone answer. It's, you know, I read that it was good for weight loss. My friend told me I would lose a lot of weight on it. This kind of thing where it was enticing, but we didn't really educate ourselves as to why. So when we look at the keto diet, my biggest question is, is it sustainable? Is this something that you feel like you can do for the long haul where you don't feel deprived, you don't feel restricted, you don't feel like your energy levels are negatively um, impacted and that your day-to-day -day life is negatively impacted? Because I will tell you, there are some people that do benefit and do do well with the keto diet. Lots of times it has to do with um, certain health conditions where that type of eating just supports whatever it is is going on in that person's body and it's monitored by a medical professional. But, you know, your average everyday Joe, most people are going to tell you that the keto diet is not sustainable because it is so low carb and it depends, I guess, if you're following it to a T, but if you're trying to achieve ketosis, you're supposed to be monitoring that throughout the day too and people find like they can't keep up with that, right? So do you feel like you're restricting? Most people are going to say yes to that when it comes to the keto diet because, like I said, low carb. And I don't mean low carb in the sense of like no bread. I mean low carb like think about other places you're getting your carbohydrates um, from that you might not even think that there's carbohydrates in them. So it's really... I would say difficult on a day-to-day -day basis to be able to sustain, but that's my opinion. Um, personally, I'm somebody that is all in moderation and I'm not a huge fan of, you know, being high in just one food group unless it's medically necessary like we already talked about. Last complaint of the keto diet is where's your fiber? Uh, big supporter of fiber over here for all digestive reasons, but we know that um, fiber comes from a lot of things like grains, um, and are you getting those in with the keto diet? Is that prioritized, or are we just looking for fats here? Just a question. Okay, so I'm going to move on to number two here, the plant-based diet. Now, plant-based diet, kind of to give you just a basic little intro to it, you're looking for minimally, minimally processed plant foods. Um, no animal ingredients, so things like milk, meat, eggs, 
So it's mainly foods like fruits, veggies, um, root veggies, so like potatoes and carrots, whole grains and legumes. Um, personally, I'm okay with it. Again, if you're doing it for the right reason. This is more of a diet that it's including whole foods. We're not really restricting a whole ton of things. We're just looking at the quality and the sources of our foods. Um, yes, there is a gap there when it comes to the animal ingredients, which I'm going to touch on in a little bit, but if it's something that you're able to still get enough protein in and so still sustain your energy levels throughout the day, I'm good with this. This is good. Where I struggle with the plant-based diet is I do think that this is a diet that has become trendy. So we see fast food restaurants advertising that they have a plant-based menu now. We see things like the Impossible Burgers coming to the forefront. Um, and then we hear a lot of people saying that they're doing plant-based and again, maybe aren't like truly doing plant-based. Um, it's just, you know, because it's trendy. So where I struggle with that is it's not really followed for the right reasons, but also... Now we're mixing in some of those more processed foods and calling it a plant-based plant-based diet simply because you're not eating meat. And personally, like, I'm not a fan of processed foods. Um, they're going to do a lot of different harmful things to you uh, because of those artificial ingredients. So you're kind of um, negating, I guess, the benefits of a true plant-based diet. So like I said kind of asking yourself why you're doing it, how you're doing it, are you truly educating yourself so that you're actually following it in the way that it's intended to be followed. Okay, so last one I want to touch on, and this isn't necessarily a diet, it's just a style of eating, but is intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting is basically when you have windows of eating and windows of fasting. Um, a really common one is the 16-8, so 16 hours of fasting and 8 hours of eating. Um, there's obviously all different ones. There's different windows of eating, some longer, some shorter, but that seems to be a pretty common, typical one. Um, sometimes intermittent fasting is recommended by a medical professional, just like I said for plant-based or even keto. Um, it might be recommended for some kind of a medical need that you have that this problem could solve. So if that's you or someone you know, then put that in the back of your brain because I'm not talking to people in that position. Um, intermittent fasting can be effective. Some people do find success with intermittent fasting for weight loss simply because they train their metabolism. They find usually you're fasting through the morning. Um, they find that that's a time that they can really actually burn through some fat and really get some results. So it can be effective. But again, I'm going to ask if it's sustainable for you. And like I said, I'm not talking to people with medical conditions that this was recommended for them. I'm talking to your everyday person. Is it sustainable for you? Because as a nutrition coach, one of the first things I do with my athletes or just with my everyday clients is take a look at what they're having for breakfast. And if they're skipping breakfast, that's the first thing I look to change. Um, basically, when you're sleeping all night, your metabolism is at rest. And 
to wake up in the morning and have just a little bit of protein with, you know, paired with a fat source or a carb source is going to turn your metabolism back on. It's going to help with your fat burning and it's going to help with getting those energy stores ready for the day ahead. So personally, I'm a very strong proponent of breakfast of some sort for that reason. And also looking at your schedule. Are you somebody that works out first thing in the morning or do you have a demanding job that requires a lot from you first thing in the morning? Because I think you're going to struggle to um, perform if you don't have that fuel there for you, right? Um, or same thing like with a workout, especially if you're fasting before the workout and after the workout, it, you're not going to have the energy to get get through the workout in the way that you've intended, but also your muscle recovery is going to get screwed up because you're missing out on proteins and carbs that your body needs to actually repair the muscle you just broke down. So again, this is one that has become a little bit trendy and I think that it's all good intentions, but people don't maybe necessarily teach themselves all the things to know about this um, type of eating and the benefits of it and why it may not work for them. They kind of just jump all in. So I don't, I mean, I feel like I just sat here bashing all these diets, but the point of me kind of talking through these is I felt like these diets or styles of eating have become so trendy and so popular that people almost feel pressured to eat this way, but they don't know why. And I kind of wanted to counter it and I wanted to give you guys a little bit more of a solid foundation, a solid background of what these diets truly are, what they entail, and the harm that they could be doing. I feel like you don't hear that a lot from people when you talk about these diets because they are so trendy. Um, I mean, let's be honest, lots of people jump on board simply because it's trendy or because they know other people that are following it and they figure, hey, why not if I can lose weight too? You know, we all have the best intentions and we know that what we're currently doing isn't working. So why not, you know, make a change? Why not try this? So yes, you do have those best intentions, but I'm going to ask you to slow your roll. Because the goal of all of this is sustainability. As much as you might want to say right now, I want to lose weight fast and I got to lose weight as like quickly as I can, so I'm going to do whatever it takes. That's probably enticing, yes, but then what? You know, I've got to lose weight for this wedding that I'm attending in two months, so I'm just going to do, you know, X, Y, and Z to get there and then whatever. But then what? Like, don't you want to feel good? Don't you want to look healthy and feel your best always, not just for that wedding? And you're not going to be able to keep going with those habits after that wedding. They weren't sustainable. So every time I talk with a client and we're just getting started, my questions revolve around sustainability. And that's individual to each person. You know, what does your work life look like? What are your typical hours? Who lives at your house? Who does the grocery shopping? What do you like to do um, for fun? What do you like to do for exercise? Um, and then we do a deep dive into, you know, how does food feel for you? What foods make you feel really good and what foods make you feel not so good? And then we develop a plan 
that is individualized to that person and is something that they can sustain for the long haul because it's catered to them. It's catered to the things that they like and they don't like. It's catered to the amount of time that they have to put into this. It's catered to their social life and um, the pushes and the pulls that come with that and the things they're going to be exposed to with that. So as much as it might be enticing to jump on board of something that promises fast weight loss, I would encourage you to kind of reel it back in and think about what's sustainable for you, what's going to be something that you can keep going with, that you don't necessarily need a program or a coach every single day for the rest of forever with this, that you kind of end up having the tools that you need to keep going with it no matter what scenario you're in. What it really comes down to is asking yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I choosing to eat this way? Is it because my doctor told me to? Is it because I researched it and I feel really educated and informed and like it aligns with what I'm looking to do? Or is it because I keep seeing it in social media or magazines or my friend told me to and it promised quick results so I got drawn in? Whatever the reason, evaluate that because that's going to really tell you what to do moving forward. But I'm here to tell you that there are other options. There are other ways to go about this. And maybe it's not going to be your quickest fix out there, but it is going to be your most sustainable, most enjoyable way to go about it. So I would encourage you to explore that track rather than going with what's trendy. Um, I hope this episode was informative for you guys. I know that a few years ago, I would have really loved to hear an episode like this because I was heading in the other direction and I was letting social media kind of dictate what I did with my eating and I didn't really know that I could empower myself and inform myself that there were other options out there. So if you were in that boat too, I would love for you guys to reach out to me. This is what I love to do. I love to kind of shine light on maybe the not so trendy things, but the effective things when it comes to your fitness and your nutrition journeys. And I love to help kind of support you guys and guide you guys through taking a new track that's going to I don't know, this is going to sound like dramatic, but truly change your life and give you the habits that you need to not keep going through this yo-yo cycle. So like I said, please reach out to me. I would love to hear from you. I would love to kind of help you and support you in figuring out what a good path is for you, whether it's with your fitness or with your nutrition. Um, Or if you think that there's somebody out there that could benefit from hearing this, screenshot, share it on your story, tag me, tag them. This is why I keep doing what I'm doing. I love to hear from you guys and build a community around this so that we can we can start making it a new trend. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Health Without Limits podcast. You guys know that I appreciate your support more than anything and really love having this outlet to just share my voice too. Don't forget to reach out to me on social media so that we can connect. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Both of those will be in the notes section of this episode. I'll catch you guys in the next one.